nine times out of ten, even though they might not be the most confident guy, even though they might not be the most good-looking guy, whenever they step up and interrupt a woman's day and provide her a brighter opportunity to have fun or engage in just like a social conversation, most of the time the woman's delighted that they walked up. And my, especially the most, most inexperienced students, they're surprised of how well received they actually are by women. Please her jeans. Please her jeans makes men unstoppable at meeting and attracting the women they want and introducing underground seduction legend, Felix Black. Hey everybody, we're here with Felix, this is Felix Black Radio. I'm here with Cloud. We're gonna be talking to you today about uh, approach anxiety. This is episode number one. And uh, the number one question that we get from guys is, especially when they're first starting out, is they're getting over their approach anxiety, getting over how to go talk to a woman that they have uh, either attraction to or they have feelings for. They, they're really trying to kind of go over and initiate a conversation that will hopefully lead to, you know, a deeper connection and also maybe to, uh, you know, some fun later on that evening. So uh, me and Cloud are going to dive deep into that um, and answer some of the questions as it pertains to that. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, just to let's get do started. it. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome, man. Yes. Cloud over here has got tons of experience with that. Um, we, we, across coaching clients that I've seen, I don't know about you, Cloud, but um, it seems like a lot of those approach anxiety symptoms are really uh, coming from like the core of something else. You know, they're coming from, you know, some deeper issues that the guy's trying to work through whether it's yeah. kind of feeling of insecurity, whether that be maybe he's he's struggling with, uh, you know, PE or, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking to a buddy of mine, Xander Holt, and, uh, you know, he's he's got a really great program on that. But um, his research uh, that he did was really extensive. And one of the things that they found is that uh, over one half of all men, uh, especially here in the United States, uh, is suffering with some stuff like that. Just ED, not ED. Oh, so wait, wait. So you're telling me like fifty uh, percent of guys have um, limp yeah. dicks or fifty-two? Yeah, fifty-two percent of guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you walk down the street, you know, pretty much every other guy you're looking at is struggling with it in some form. That's just that's what's reported. Now, back in nineteen. 19- 31 there was only five percent of cases total in the united states five percent yeah to 52 exactly yeah Yeah. obviously something going on there which i think why a lot of guys are struggling with that so he's what wait what do you think caused that what do you think caused that like a huge jump you know i i think i think it factors into a lot of things i think you know we could have never really comprehended the effect that technology uh, in the modern world was going to have an effect on people. And I think, you know, if you look at through the seventies and everything, you know, then came the internet and then right as the internet hit, you see this huge access people have to, you know, pornographic video and, you know, sex on demand, basically, you know, you could look up and see it anytime. And I think that, the excess use of that has desensitized and there's a lot of science behind this studies of you know your dopamine receptors getting you know hit and, Hi, yeah yeah and so 
when, when that happens, your reward centers get messed up because you just turn on your laptop. Okay, you get the reward, you get the reward, you get the reward. Next thing you know, you got millions and millions of dudes with porn addiction. And all of a sudden, you know, anytime they, they want to feel a connection to a woman and they're feeling approach anxiety, they can just turn on their phone, beat off real quick into a Kleenex and, you know, kind of get a, a instant gratification dopamine. But over time doing that, you know, the dopamine receptors are going to go down, you know, and then, and then you know, they're not going to get the same excitement when they see a woman to have the balls to go up and talk to them, number one. Mm. Or two, when they do, when it does happen, if it does happen by chance that they do end up being with a woman, they're disappointed because they can't get their dick hard or they have PE, you know, and premature ejaculation. So then they don't feel like they're addict lovers. And it's just like this vicious cycle that pulls this guy down this path where now all of a sudden he's like worried about it you know and then he, he can't he's like oh i can't go talk to this girl but he's thinking about all the stuff that's gonna happen all the other stuff yeah and not what he's gonna say he's not in the moment with her he's not present with her and so she can't feel connected to him at the end of the day and 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 ultimately i think that's a big part of it honestly i think that's a huge part of it but also maybe there there he, he does there, there's a lack of experience a lack of confidence which I know I go into more depth on on the um, the three hit core keys to confidence. Which you know, at the end of this podcast, I'll give you guys a link where you guys can get your free copy of the uh, the three core keys to confidence, which actually shows you scientifically how to build confidence almost instantly and continually build on that confidence, so that way you can you can go out there and feel confident, whether you're at your job, if you're trying to get promotion. You're, you're talking to women, you know, are, are trying to live your best life. So that'll be my gift to you as our opening episode one of our podcast. Um, what about you, Cloud? What do you think? I mean, that's just one of the things I think is going on. But what, what are some of the things that you see if you were to pick one thing out of your hat that you would to contribute to when your clients and people that you work with? Oh, man. Like, um, I mean, one of the things you, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head whenever it comes to pornography like if they don't have a real person in their life nowadays with technology they can just opt out and pretty much opt out of society or socializing and just rub one out in the bathroom and that's a that that is a pretty big problem a pretty sad thing but what i've noticed with my students and inexperienced guys that i've taken out is they just don't have any sort of reference experience like, um, sure, all these guys have different ailments, different medical histories of anxiety, um, some cases like autism, or ju just some social disorder that prevents them to communicate in an effective way. A lot of these guys have that, or they, they, they attach their ego to that. But what it really comes down to is the lack of in-field, real-life reference experience. What happens is when I take these guys on in-field and I start making them pretty much by force and fire, by fire and brimstone, approach women, um, they get excited. They get excited because this is out of their reality. Like um, nine times out of ten, even though they might not be the most confident guy, even though they might not be the most good-looking guy, Whenever they step up and interrupt a woman's day and 
provide her a brighter opportunity to have fun or engage in just like a social conversation. Most of the time, the woman's delighted that they walked up. And my, especially the most, most inexperienced students, um, they're surprised of how well received they actually are by women. So yeah, there's a lot of um, medical, there's a lot of medical background or a lot of medical roadblocks, like I said, anxiety and other stuff. But I think the primary reason why guys are afraid to approach is that lack of experience. They're afraid of the unknown pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that's, that's a huge thing too. Um, and I was just thinking to myself too, like when you're in this busy world, like think about anxiety too. It's just kind of a similar thing. Like we're really overstimulated. Um, and when you have this overstimulation of like a whole society, you know what I mean? It causes a lot of anxiety in general. Oh yeah. 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 And, um, I think figuring out how to take back control of your brain and your mind and your, your emotions, um, you know, so that you can, you know, pursue the things you want and you don't get this high frequency of overwhelming anxiety. Um, I think that's something else that we need to learn too to adapt because, you know, obviously technology is not going away and I'm definitely not saying technology is the enemy here. It's a tool just like anything else, you know, you can use it to build a beautiful house or you could use it to, it'll just, you could let it destroy your life. I mean, um, you could hit yourself in the thumb with it. You know what I mean? And I think, so what, what about for you? Like when you were first starting off, um, approaching and just talking to women, like how was that anxiety for you? Was it, was it there? Was it innate or was it learned or what do you think? Oh man. I mean, I mean, my, my, See, for me, I... <laughs> that was Do you like, remember the first time you approached a woman, like cold approach? Like, I remember the exact first time. And it's a pretty funny story. But... Yeah, I kind of remember too, but it's kind of weird because I was super young. You know, like... Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like... <laughs> I mean, I can't even say cold approach because I remember kissing girls in grade school. But, like, I mean... Yeah. Uh, if I really went down to, like, where it led to a sexual interaction, my first... Um, I, uh, it was funny. I was out camping with my folks and I was 13 about to turn 14. And there was this girl, she was 16 and she was, so <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like, I was like, damn, this girl is just fine as fuck. And, um, just had curves, man. And I, I, I mean, I, come I, on, man, you, you, you had to lay it to young Sally on the camping trip, man. I had young to. Sally, you had to. <laughs> had to. But anyways, I was pretty nervous, though. I was pretty nervous, you know, because, you know, I was young, I'm, you know, whatever, and she was older than me. But, you know, I just played my cool, and it ended up working out. I mean, we just kind of hung out, and I would just crack jokes and just just hung out with her like a friend, like I went with a friend. Yeah, yeah. Just cracking jokes and try to keep it light. And then... Um, you know, eventually when we were alone, you know, opportunities presented itself, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, one thing led to another and, and this <laughs> club it just, it just, it just happened. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
was crazy because like when that happened, it like almost opened the floodgates because there was like two other girls there at that campground that I ended up smashing too, like in the hot tub that same week. Dude, what is this 13-year-old <laughs> monster? What is this 13-year-old monster? You've got tiny Timmy running around, snatching up girls left and right from the oh, from yeah, the, from the camp man yeah then once i got back <laughs> home from that camping trip it was all over man i was i was always trying to figure out a new you, way you got a taste of blood early that's what that was i did yeah. <laughs> shark in the water man but yeah it, it, that's pretty much my story about like when it started but yeah when i came back it was crazy because uh, I figured out, like, I kind of figured out a lot of things, you know, pretty quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, how to make girls feel. It was, like, almost in, in, in I think, at first, maybe. I don't know how I figured it out, but I, I kind of figured out that women need an excuse. They need, they, they need to be liberated. They need a cop-out, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. they need a, a cop-out. They need to feel like it just happened. You never just... Yeah. I mean, I have done that, too, and it has worked, but only when a certain amount of sexual tension has built it's up. It's built up, yeah, um, yeah. Beforehand, and then you could be like, hey, let's fuck, and then it's sexy, because you have... It's like a foreplay, you know what I mean? And the foreplay yeah. is more of like an energy of feeling, because it's like you're you're looking at their body language, they're looking at... You like that you can tell there's something there, and if that goes on long enough, then there's sexual tension there. But in most cases, and for most guys, at doing this, especially when it's somebody you've met, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, there, there is a there's is a sequential order which we talk about in the seven hidden keys, um, and um, but it's all about every mating ritual goes through these certain steps. But one of the main things, and I don't know if I really touch on this in the seven hidden keys. But is they need a they need a cop out and and I kind of touch they on need a cop out yeah like if if you're inviting her up to your house you know what I mean and you've already gone through the first initial steps you're never just like hey come up to my place so we can do it or just say come up to my place you have to have a reason that she's coming up to your place yeah, yeah. That doesn't have to do with sex so it's like hey I need to feed my pet goldfish. <laughs> yeah. be really sad if he doesn't eat tonight so why don't you come up and help me feed him real quick and then we can go we can go do something else or yeah yeah I, I think you, you did you did cover this in the seven hidden keys i remember i remember yeah, you did that. yeah you did cover this you did cover this but um in like in a school setting i realized too that if i slept with the girls at my school that word was going to get out and it was going to ruin my chances i mean it's not ruin it but word was going to get around, and if I slept with a couple girls, there was going to be all this drama and gossip and all this weird bullshit I didn't want to deal with because I observed other guys dealing with that same situation. So what I did was I actually dated women from other schools all over, and they yeah. would really just, just fuck. And I think it's the same thing as an adult because when you're a kid, you're – Dude, 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 dude. Girls love secrets, man. Girls love secrets. What what what's one of the most well known female clothing brands? Victoria's Secret. Exactly, dude. Girls love secrets. You got to keep it secret. You got to be discreet. You got to be discreet because yeah. what, what people don't understand is that's their that's their reputation. And if they're risking their, their every time they date a guy from their own uh, tribe, 
they're always risking their reputation, um, especially if, if the guy's not trusted. So when it's random, when 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 it's outside of their social circle and they can keep it secret, they can be they feel wild. safe. Yeah, they can be sexual without fear of judgment. And hey, if it doesn't work out, there's no risk of her reputation being ruined. There's no risk of you know, the only thing she's really risking is her feelings getting hurt or, or uh, you know, something like that or, or being able to move on. So keeping those things in mind, too, there's all these social dynamics that if you're aware of them, it makes the road uh, to the promised land a lot easier, you know, and it makes it more fun for both the woman and the man because she doesn't have to deal with her gossiping friends. She doesn't have to explain herself. She doesn't have to do anything. And, and it frees her up, deliberates her to be more sexual with you. To, to open up to you, to connect with you, because um, there's less there's less risk for her. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. And uh, even then too, it's like when you're invited over, it's like, hey, you want to come watch a movie? That was like the code word for movie. You know what I mean? Back then, so now like Netflix and chill, Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come over for you know dinner. I'm making some stuff right now. Like I'm in the process of making something. If you want to come through, you know, you're more than welcome. You know, obviously, if she's interested, she's gonna come over. She knows what's going down. You know, oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, no girl is that clueless to not realize yeah, like knows. what's yeah. actually going on. Yeah, and that's their secret language. That's their secret language. It's never direct. It's always like so that way she can always justify in her head, oh, it just happened. And and as long as you keep that one rule in mind, it is to be able to communicate in a way where it's like, Oh, it just happened. Oh, it just happened. Oh, it just happened. One thing led to another. That's the story that women play in their mind that makes sex acceptable. It's not acceptable. Oh yeah. Like, oh, right, but maybe maybe it is in certain contexts, but you know, it's a lot more sexy for the woman, and it's a lot more foreplay. Because think about it, what's going to create more sexual tension is I'm inviting you over to eat with me, but I never suggested that we have sex verbally. But you're coming to my apartment, and we're going to be alone together, and we're probably going to be having this romantic vibe. But I didn't say any of that. All I did was say dinner and imply that we were going to hang out together, and her mind will take it there. And that in itself is foreplay. That in itself is creating sexual tension because she doesn't know for sure. If she knew for sure you know, it's going to happen. Then she can start to give herself objections as to why she shouldn't come over. Right. She but now she's curious. She's yeah. wondering. She could talk herself out of it or say, Oh, it's too fast. Blah, 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 blah. Should I do this? But now if it, if it's an innocent, if you word it in an innocent way, that's implied in a sexual thing, then she's going to know that's going to happen, but it gives her her, it prevents her from trying to talk herself out of it or give herself all these objections because it was blunt. You, you want to go in with the velvet glove every time and you always want to, you want things to progress and happen because you're creating an experience for her. I don't think guys realize that. Guys are like, oh, I'm just trying to get laid. Well, that's really Nah, that's not what she wants. You know, yeah. if you want to get laid more than you can possibly or physically handle, you're, you're, you should refocus yourself as someone who creates experiences. Yes. You need yes. a fantasy factory, okay? And thinking about what women fantasize about, any fantasy, any romance novel, anything like that, and those are make up for 95% of book sales, by the way. 
You know what I mean? And, and, and that being said, women, it's easy to find out what they want. It's in every romance novel ever read, but rarely ever. I don't think ever in any romance novel does the guy just come out on the first scene, take one, that says, he's like, hey, yeah, let's go. Hey, suck my dick. You know, and that's yeah. It's not a porno, man. It's not a porno. It's exactly it's slow. It's it's and it's and it's and it's tension. Like he's here, he's in the middle of something. He's focusing on his vision. She comes along on the journey, and then somewhere along the journey, they have this connection. And she's you know she's trying to seduce him, and there's this back and forth. There's a sexual tension, and they have a heat of passion, and you know, and it's this whole thing. And it's like that can happen in a matter of ten minutes. Like I've literally taking women within a couple hours of meeting them to the bedroom and having wild sex, you know what I'm saying? To 10 minutes. Yeah. But, but those factors are all still in place. It, they're all still a part of the whole seduction. So instead, cause that's the thing with pornography. I think guys need to separate themselves from is pornography jumps straight into it. Yeah. Too fast, too fast, man. How, how it's supposed to work. When girls are talking about creepy guys, and I have a lot of friends that are girls, I have a lot of girls I've talked to about this. Guys are creepy. It's because they jump ahead of the keys. They don't follow the steps. They don't follow the mating ritual. And if you jump to the end, you're a creep. But if you follow it in sequence, you're not a creep. You're, you're so here, here, here's what I want your opinion on, 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 on that note of being creepy. Um, what about hesitation? I feel like hesitation is creepy. Like I've always defined a creep as somebody that's, hesitant well yeah that, that that's a different thing that's someone who does it that's the same thing where we talked about in the beginning where it's like if you don't respect yourself no one will respect you and it doesn't matter who you are man or woman you know what i mean so when a guy hesitates a woman perceives that and a lot of i mean she may think it's cute some girls think maybe think it maybe think it's cute if she sees some other value that you have or something like that but chances are if you're hesitating it makes you not want to trust that person. Think about this, okay? And this isn't just men and women. It's people, okay? If you go to a car dealership and, you know, a car salesman pulls out, uh, uh, you know, the deal or whatever, and he's going through the numbers and he's hesitating and acting really weird and shady and he's touching his neck and he doesn't know and he doesn't know the answers to things. Like, are you going to buy a car from that guy? Of course not, man. Of course Absolutely not. No, you're going to be like, hey, I need to think about it. Like, I don't know. There's something not right here. When people come at things with like that hesitation and without the confidence and without, you know, like sure, they're, they're not certain of anything. Um, no one follows anyone who's not certain. Like if you're, if you're out and you're in the jungle and you're lost, who do you think people are going to trust to lead them out of that jungle? The person who is certain that they're going to get out of the jungle and they're going to do whatever it's going to take and they're going to figure it out or the guy that's like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. dude nobody, nobody needs more uncertainty in their lives. Like, nobody needs more uncertainty. There's, um, there's too many confused people walking around, man. Like, not, when I, whenever, I, whenever I talk to guys and I, I just ask them a simple, simple question, I'm just like, yo, what type of girl do you want to have? And they stare at me like a deer in headlights. Like, I never thought about that. Well, how are you going to get... It's not, just, it's not just men, though, man. It's women, too. It's, it's, it's everybody. It's everybody, it's every man. Every woman I've ever talked to, if you ask them, even if it's just my friends, because they're always like, oh, how do I find the guy? I'm like, well, do you know what kind of guy you want? 
and they're like, well, I want a guy that's confident. And then I'm like, I know, but have you, that's, yeah. have you really written it down? Like not just a one-off, like it's just like, if you have a guy, oh, I want a blonde with big tits. And then I say, I, yeah, like, that no. doesn't make sense. That, there's so, that's, that's nothing. There's no substance to that. Yeah. That's like, like write a bio. What, 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 what's the girl's family life? Like, like what's her upbringing? Like, like what's her education? Like really go in and dig what you want. And you should do that with every area of your life too. But yeah, man, I think too, just talking to them too about like, what are the qualities? I always say never fall in love with the woman. Always fall in love with her qualities. Oh yeah. That's good. Because qualities can change over time. But you exactly. want to those qualities. Miss. And you always want to make sure you're updating your qualities too, because you may find out there's something else that you like that you want. You know what I mean? And how, how are you going to find it if you're not really super specific about what you want? And mm-hmm. I know guys are naturally going to try to treat it. I mean, women are naturally going to treat guys like status objects and women, men are going to naturally try to go towards the physical. But you got to get beyond that because how are you going to know what girl you re- is really worth you going up and talking to her? How are you even know that? That could be another secondary or even a bigger... That's probably what we're going to talk about next time. <laughs> yeah. The approach to anxiety, too, if you think about it, is if someone doesn't know what they want, where does certainty come from? Knowing what you want. If you know yeah. what you want, then the decisions in your life are easy and you're confident in what you're going to be saying. And I mean, if you, if, if you know what you want, literally your life is like binary. Is this contributing to what I want? Yes. Is it not? No then drop it. It's that easy. But you have to know what you want, man. Exactly. You have to know. Yeah, because even if you're just looking at them, you're just like, oh, this girl is what I want, and you're observing her. And then when you're talking to her, you're not, you're not approval-seeking, right? You're going mm-hmm. to figure her out and see if she's even worth taking home that night because seeing if she meets your criteria. Like even Bill Gates oh, yeah. sit down. People, people think Bill Gates is like this nerd dude, but one of the cool things is like the story of how he met his, his, uh, his wife is he would go up and straight up ask chicks like what their fucking IQ was and shit. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, crazy, bro. Dirty ass like had a fucking criteria, dude. <laughs> that, yeah, dude. Dude, I'm adding that to my repertoire, man. What's your IQ? You don't know it? Step aside. <laughs> yeah, but for Bill Gates, that was something that was super important to Bill Gates. So he, you know, it made sense that he would do it. And and he's been married for around thirty years. He's had his, had this successful relationship with someone, you know, because he knew exactly what he wanted. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. So it yeah. goes for everybody. If Bill Gates can do it, you know, fuck it. Yeah. And here's another here's another little tidbit um, that I got a lot of guys complain about whenever they're trying to like approach girls. They think they're bothering them or like interrupting them or just not they're, they're they're not important. Do you get that too? Like with your your clients? Well yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If you don't value yourself, no one else will value you. And if you think that your time is worth less than hers, this and I think this is a lot of times really perpetuated by the media. You know, there's a lot of groups out there that make it seem like guys are worth less than than women. Yeah. Or that guys need to be subservient to women, that women are beneath women. Like, there's a whole 
uh, thing. And I think we are more equal than anything. I mean, we all have our value and we all bring value to the table. It doesn't matter if you're a homemaker or a breadwinner. You both equally bring value to the table, even in a marital context, because raising kids is hard, just as hard as it is to go out and get a paycheck. And even though our society has changed where women are entering the marketplace and, and you know, we, we can both share that, that, that contribution, um, the truth is, is that uh, nobody's better. I mean, nobody's better than anybody. And, and, and as long, unless you believe that. Mm-hmm. You're worth less than someone else only if you believe that. That's true. More level. So, yeah, if you go up and talk to a girl and you believe her time is worth more than yours, then fuck it. Then, then it is. <laughs> you're going to look like a weak. You're going to look really weak when you go up and talk to her, and she's going to think you're pathetic, and she's going to perceive your time as less because you put it there, not because she thought it was there. And yeah. you went up there and talked to her like your time is valuable. Um, and you know, and, and here's another thing, like, um, then you're going to have a lot more success nine times out of 10, whenever you're talking to a woman, a woman, especially during the day, they are not doing anything interesting. You're not interrupting them. You're not bothering them. And this, this is where I, I also believe like a good bit of healthy entitlement comes into play. Like you are doing them a favor by breaking their mundane day up and giving them an opportunity. Notice how I said opportunity right there. You're giving them an opportunity to meet a valuable guy. Like that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Even approaching it in a way where you know that that's why I talk a lot about body language. Because if you read her body language and she's giving you strong eye contact and you walk up and you talk to her, she just gave you permission. You know, and, and, and she just gave you permission. That's cool. To talk to. But even if she didn't and you're just straight up cold approaching, you know what I mean? As long as you come up with a thoughtful, creative way and you're giving her a compliment on something non-physical. OK, maybe it is. But in a way that's really I would say non-physical, like notice something about her. Like if she's got some Buddha bracelets on, maybe ask her, hey, like you meditate it looks like you've got some cool bracelets on there what is what is this one right here and then she'll know like oh yeah this is uh you know this is amethyst it's helping on my mm-hmm. journey oh tell me about that like it sounds like you you're really on a journey of self-growth like tell me how that's going oh boom 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 so then now you're talking to her about something that's important to her other than her looks right because yeah yeah and they're mind that even tries to approach them i guarantee you 95 percent of them are drunk out of their mind and they're only complimenting her on her looks. And they're just like, mm-hmm. that's how they're going about it. They're shotgunning. Yeah. Shotgunning a group of women and hoping that one of them goes down. You know what I mean? And, Pretty and, much mass cat calling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, when, but yeah. when you come up with that, with a thoughtful and mindful approach where you're like, you know, even if, even if she's with somebody, even if she's not interested, you know, at some point. But I promise you, she's going to be a hell of a lot more interested than if you just shotgunned it you know exactly she's not even gonna pay you and she's heard that so many times it's like spam mail in your mailbox man like you don't even notice it whenever it happens you don't even notice it and when you talk to her about something that she's passionate about you don't even have to do any of the work she's gonna tell you all about her spiritual journey and where she got these braces maybe she got them in indonesia when she was helping i don't know but you're gonna find out a lot about her as a person from her just talking about her bracelets so you can decide if she's even worth it for you. 
you know. And he, here's the thing: whenever you use like a observational opener, like nine times out of ten, she's gonna associate all of those positive feelings. Uh, let's say she was somebody that meditated often, and she loves meditation. She's gonna associate those feelings that she gets from talking about meditation to you just to you just like that instant instant attraction but um i would say one more thing so let let's uh let's crystallize that thought so essentially you're telling the guys they should go up um open with an observation and lead from there look for the eye contact open with the observation and lead from there yeah, and I, th- I think, so here, here's one rule of that that's super important. And there's so many different parts of this, you know, like we can never really cover in one call. But uh, one of the main things I will say is that when you go up and you're talking, women hate one thing more than anything. Find out the rest on the next episode of Please Her Jeans. Please Her Jeans is partnered with Xander Holt and his amazing program, Rock Hard for Life. The Rock Hard for Life formula is the world's most comprehensive program for men's sexual health. If you join Rock Hard for Life today, you get access to the life-changing breakthrough Rock Hard for Life formula, plus Felix Black's foundational dating content. Xander Holt and Felix Black have developed the ultimate one-stop shop to make your health and sex life rock solid go to rockhardforlife.com to get started